Hi, I'm Rob Holman, international speaker, best-selling author, and inside-out leadership catalyst. I'm on a personal mission to interview 12 of the greatest inside-out leaders in the world in 2021. These extraordinary leaders come from business, sports, politics, and entertainment who have faithfully demonstrated inspiration, humility, courage, perseverance, and servant leadership. My guest today is none other than my friend. So I'm so excited. His name is Marcel Schwentes. He's the founder of Leadership from the Core. Now, a little bit about Marcel that you may not know. He's an international speaker, executive coach, and syndicated columnist, attracting over one and a half million. You heard it right. One and a half million readers monthly to his thought leadership. His work has been featured in Inc., Business Insider, Fast Company, The New York Daily Times, and Forbes, among others. He speaks passionately about the human side of business and how cultures of care, connection, and belonging power companies to thrive and outperform. Get ready and enjoy our next amazing episode of Inside Out Leadership. Marcel, welcome to the show. Yes, sir. How's it going? Oh my goodness. We have so much to get to. So I'm going to dive right in. This is just selfishly, it's great to talk to you. Every time you and I get a chance to interact, whether it's through a social media message, email, uh, phone call, some interaction, one way, shape or form, I'm excited because I totally put my student hat on Marcel's in the room. Marcel's on the phone. He's in the message channel. I have a lot, lot, lot to learn. So I'm readying myself. Well, you know, the same can be said about you. But the cool thing about it is that whenever we talk, uh, I don't know if you feel this way, but it's like it feels like sparks fly. I'm like, yeah. okay. I'm like, what was that? It was another spark. Um, and I, I got to say, I'm going to try and match your level of energy, but I, I don't think I, I can do it. But I'm going to trust you. You'll, be, you, you'll do just fine, my friend. You'll do just fine. Listen, I thought an appropriate place to start. You have, and I say this, obviously, you know my heart, all sincerity, every fiber of my being. I don't know if I've met a more kind, gentle, uh, heart-led leader than you. And mm. I, 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 it's, it's fascinating to me. So I can't help but ask the question. I know our viewers, our listeners would love for you to answer this question. Being so human centric, if we go back, back in the day, Marcel, of, you know, maybe a life milestone that shaped you to become more of that, like human centric, where heart, your heart truly beats for people within your sphere of influence and, and beyond, really. Is there one that comes to mind? I have to take, you? yeah. Um, let me take you back into Marcel's time machine. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to flashback to 2005, and I was working for a healthcare organization inside a hospital, right? And uh, um, and it was one of the most toxic work environments I've ever experienced, uh, to the point where the management in that particular hospital was so toxic that, you know, the stress level uh, reached a point where I one day stepped out of my, uh, and, and by, by the way, a little background is as I've had chronic back issues. So back then mm -hmm. the back, back issues were happening, but, um, and, and because of the stress, 
I stepped out of my shower and I went straight down, bam, oh, no. um, on the floor going, my back is out. Anyway, my parents came to my rescue, took me to ER. The ER doctor says, hey, man, um, you know what? What's going on at work? Because uh, this is kind of a stress related um, issue. Your body is just like flooding with toxins with um, what's the, the the cortisol, right? Cortisol yeah. and adrenaline and all those bad chemicals that your body produces during the flight or fight um, or freeze mode, you know, it's just kind of rushing through your body. And, and you had this, this, this thing happened to you. So the doctor said on a scale of one to 10, what's, what's your stress level at work right now? And, uh, I said about a 25 doc oh, and, uh, and then it was indicative of what happens in the workplace. Um, especially under toxic leadership, right. Is that, uh, um, it, it affects your health. And so I became one of the victims that I since then have talked about, written about um, how how being in that kind of environment really just wreaks havoc on your body, on your system, on your health, on your well-being. And so the cool thing is that after that job, I actually fulfilled my, my obligations there. It was a two-year assignment, right? Mm. The next job was at another hospital, and I experienced the complete opposite of what I had experienced prior. And I didn't have the label for it, but my boss was a servant leader. Hmm. Um, and, you know, back then I, I hadn't even established my practice in, in teaching people how to be servant leaders. So, but my, my boss um, cared about, about me and, 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 and other employees in a, in a way, in a manner that I had never experienced before. I'm like, wait a minute. This is not, this is, is this normal? I mean, do people do this <laughs> sure. in, in a business environment? Um, he would spend an hour or two with me and just kind of pouring into me and uh, and uh, always made himself available and he would set clear expectations and provide growth and learning for me. So I felt like I was always on the path to developing myself professionally and, and personally. Uh, and we had a great relationship. So that was the turning point, kind of the pivot where I started to investigate what makes him such an outstanding boss. And that led me to figuring out that, oh, hey, there's this whole mountain of empirical evidence that is saying that when you take care of the people, the people will take care of the business. And that's really good for your customers, your clients, et cetera. And, uh, and it's really good for profit. So that's the business case for servant leadership. I probably just jumped the gun on you about no, no. 15 minutes from now, but. <laughs> no, but do you, do you know what? It's, it's beautiful what you're bringing up and powerful because so many people that I know, so many leaders, they, they have this distaste. They know what they don't want to be <laughs> based on experience. But then they'll go and swing to the other side without having a positive experience or model. And that can even be somewhat dangerous. But what you're highlighting about your own life is you had a distaste. You knew what you didn't want, but you also experienced in and through a leader in your life that was a servant leader. You saw the positive effect. You yeah. saw the impact in your own life. And so tasting of something that wasn't so good, but then tasting of something that was so good you saw that modeled and you saw it modeled so well, Marcel, that then you could begin to reflect it that much more intentionally in your own life. Right. So I replicated that by starting with me because I went into management roles, uh, you know, soon after that. So now I had a, a point of reference for what kind of leader I wanted to be. Right. 
And by the way, his name was Bruce. I haven't seen Bruce in years. So shout out to Bruce. If you're yeah, listening. listening, this is big time honor yeah. for sure. Yeah, Bruce was that guy that uh, kind of gave me that that backdrop of uh, this is not only the kind of leader I, I aspire to become, but I wanted to be able to then replicate that by teaching other leaders of a better way of, uh, you know, sort of a, a, a way to um, to inspire your people to do great things together. And uh, and so, you know, servant leaders, not servant leadership um, is not a new thing by any stretch. I mean, you have to go back to the 1970s uh, to uh, Robert K. Greenleaf, who actually started the movement. And but since then, I mean, when you look at when you put some of those great places to work companies that you see on Fortune magazine's list every year. I mean, when you start to look under the hood and uh, and see well, what makes these people great, you'll start to notice a lot of servant leadership principles and habits uh, um, at every level of the organization. So, yeah, no, brilliant. Hi, this is Rob Holman. I've had the joy and the honor to be a professional keynote speaker for over the last 20 years. This has resulted in me being an international in high demand and top dollar speaker. Now it's time to share my proven tips and strategies with you to help you get what you're worth to speak. If you're an aspiring speaker or seasoned speaker looking to get paid more to speak, please join my world-class speaker community today. Our new community kicks off soon, so register today as spots are limited. And for more information and to register, go to www.robholman.com forward slash GPS. So it probably wasn't, I don't know when you got married, how long you've been married. So here Bruce had impacted your life, modeled so well about servant leadership. I'm sure, Marcel, you're not giving yourself enough credit. I, I will brag on you at least a little bit if you allow me to do this. I'm sure in just how you're wired, how you're knit together, there's, there's, there's just a, I know this, there's a presence about you. There's an empathy. There's a heart for other people. Uh, some of that could just be uh, your design, your personality, your, your bent, if you will. But then you have learned from people like Bruce. Uh, and then you started to be that much more intentional with it. How much has that affected the home front? I mean, you're, you're married, you have an eight-year-old at home. So what is it like being a husband, you know, servant leader that's a husband, a servant leader that's a dad? You got to take us into that at least a little bit. Yeah. So point of reference here would be that, you know, I'm informed by my faith, right? And so it, obviously it starts with the home first. And so I mentioned servant leadership and Bruce and how the, 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 the reference there in the workplace was something that was, was just so counter to the toxic place that I mentioned, the toxic work environment prior, right? But then as I started to investigate more and more about what does it mean to be a servant, a servant leader, it's all encompassing. It doesn't just happen in the workplace if you call yourself a servant leader. Uh, I mean, and the, and the bar is very high, Rob. You're going to have to transfer those skills to 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 home and to your marriage, or, uh, to your spouse, and to your how you raise your kid, et cetera. So, and so I I'm really I mean when you, when you talk about the whole sphere of servant leadership, I I basically root that in my belief uh, in Christ and how Christ led through His own servant leadership while He was here on on, on earth, and and so for as as a dad. What does that mean? I, I mean, I, I'm a servant leader to my, my son by helping him grow into the image of Christ, obviously, first. 
and then helping them to grow as an individual because I, I want to make sure that I set up my son uh, for success in, in all of the all areas of his life, you know, and he's eight now. So I'm setting him up for success at his school, making sure that he <laughs> makes good choices and spending the time with them and pouring into his his growth as an eight year old and, and making sure that he has what his need, what he what he needs right now uh, to succeed in, in his little community, in his little life. Uh, and then for my wife, you know, servant leadership just means that you are you are modeling the the marriage between uh, Christ and the church. If you want to, you know, have a, a biblical frame of reference, and so for me, it's it's really a lot of sacrifice, and uh, and then also leading by pointing my wife to God as well. Uh, and then from there, it's basically making sure that she, that I provide for her. I'm not just talking about financial provision because ultimately I think that comes from, from above. Um, but uh, providing her in, in an emotional sense, being emotionally available for her, um, uh, providing for her in a, uh, in a gifting sense, right. Making sure that I, I am showering her with, with, with gifts and, uh, and making sure that I'm speaking her love language and not just, you know, trying to project my own love language on her. <laughs> so, uh, so to me, that's, it's all encompassing. And, uh, the, I mean, and you have to start your servant leadership at home and then hopefully that will then, you know, you can connect the dots to the workplace, uh, in your role as a manager or leader. I love it because I oftentimes will say that you take yourself with you wherever you go. And the more free that we are to be ourselves and serve others within our sphere of influence, when we're free and liberated to be who we were created to be and love and lead and serve people out of that place, I'll tell you, it's not like you have to go over here and put on a different hat and, and pretend like you're someone who you were never created to be in the first place. You are who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is so dynamic. I asked you those family questions for a couple of reasons to certainly benefit the audience. Everyone is listening, but for selfish reasons, I want to learn how I could be a better leader of the home, a better dad, et cetera. So now I appreciate you answering, allowing me to get, enter into that space. Yeah. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you know, if executives that are listening on the show, sometimes we, we don't know this, how much it impacts our children when we, when we don't spend enough time with them. So in, in leading by serving, you make you, well, you create margin <laughs> mm -hmm. to make sure that uh, your kids are not neglected. Cause uh, I know that there's people that will, you know, they won't make the kids a priority because 10, 12, 14 hours of work, you come home and you only have like a small window of maybe two hours of having dinner with the kids and saying goodnight and, you know, or maybe help, helping with the homework. They need so much more than that for, for, to, for, to, to be nurtured and for you to, to, to help guide them and, and, and pour into their um, development as a human being. So, yeah, I mean, that takes sacrifice and that may mean pulling you away from work related stuff, right? Oh, don't so, I mean, say I, that, Marcel. I, don't say that. Pulled away from workplace stuff. <laughs> no, you are hitting on something gigantic because I, I want us, I want all the leaders, all the individuals listening right now to really highlight that, if not on a pen and pad of paper and stuff, but uh, in your mind, in your heart, is people, even those closest to us, starting at the home, look at your team members. They need quality and quantity of time. So mm -hmm. we've even heard people say over the years, Marcel, I'm sure you have as well, like, 
Oh, well, it's just the quality of time. It's quality. I believe also it's the quantity. I believe it's both. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's 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 definitely both. Um, there's time for me to instruct. Now I'm speaking to uh, speaking to my child, right? Instruct. And there's just time for me to just spend time and, and have play time. Yeah. And both are crucial for for them to feel like, you know, they actually uh, my, my daddy really cares about me. Um, I love my father. He's 84 now, but he wasn't he didn't model that in in in, in his as as he raised me. Uh, because he was the classic workaholic, right? So I never got to see him. Uh, so our relationship was never that close growing up. And, uh, you know, and now we get along just fine. We talk uh, once a week, et cetera. But he is starting to kind of see at the end of the, at the, end of the line now how, how much he wishes that he had that time with me, that, that, you know, the one-on-one -on -one that he, that, um, the daily one-on-one -on -one and maybe taking me out to the ball game. Well, I never had those experiences. And I'm not saying that boo-hoo, Marcel, you know, oh, it's like victim me. No, I'm, I'm just saying that, that there's an opportunity if you're a young parent now to not make the same mistakes that my parent, my dad did for me, yeah. because he does have a little bit of regret. Uh, uh, you know, and I think that the regret is more than I imagine. I think that he holds back on the regrets that he has for not being closer to me, for not, you know, just pouring into me and, and mentoring me and, uh, and teaching me the ways of, of manhood, et cetera. Uh, I'm, he probably won't say how much he regrets it, but my, I, I would wager that it's probably a big regret right now. Yeah. Well, it's learning. Yeah. What I'm hearing you saying, that's learning from either the miscues mistakes from others that have gone before us. So we can yeah. make it better. We can be that much more intentional and consistent um, moving forward to be ultimately at the end of the day, more present with those in our life. Here's a question I want to ask you. you you're so insightful. So I want to go back a little bit. You made a comment pertaining to your wife that I want to pick up on. You said, I want to serve her in the way she needs to be served. Ah, that's important because we're all familiar with the golden rule, Marcel, all of us, most people, I should say, maybe not all of us, most people, the golden rule, do to others what you would want done yourself. But then there's the platinum rule, do to others what they actually want right. to be done. Right. And when you said that, that you want to serve your wife in the way that she wants, longs, and needs to be served, as opposed to you projecting something on her, what you would want, what you would desire, would you speak to that? in the area of servant leadership, that what does it really mean to serve others in the way that they want, they need to be served as opposed to what you think they need? Yeah, sometimes servant leadership, there's the, the rule of unconditional love, you know, Rob. And and I can even, I mean, I can even speak to that in, in any sense, uh, in, including a business sense. It's uh, it's agape love, right? Yeah. So you are focusing more on on the needs of the of the people of the person, and uh, and and that you know that and it's funny because as you as you pour into people and you meet their needs and uh, and and you care about them unconditionally, there's no strings attached. You're not expecting anything in return, right? So it's not it's not a um, uh, a give and take. It's uh, it you know. So I mean, what happens is that people will naturally respond back with. Uh, with things that are going to benefit you as well. And so in a marriage sense, right, when I meet the, the needs of my wife and she's very, um, she, she, she longs for connection and she longs for me to 
to speak from the heart and be vulnerable because to her, to, to her, that's what's going to build intimacy. Um, and, uh, that's, you know, it, that's what's going to make her feel like, Oh, we're, we're close. No, I don't have the same need as she does. Right. I don't have as much need to, for her to be vulnerable and connect with me and share your feelings with me, honey. And I don't have that. Okay. Mine is more of the, I need to have fun. I'm, I'm free spirited. Let's go out and, you know, go for a hike type of thing. And that's how she would speak love into me. And she gets it now. So we, so I know that comes from being married. I mean, for us, at least 13 years, we finally have figured out how to, how to love each other unconditionally in the way that is going to fill us to the brim. You mean so. it didn't, you, it, you didn't get it year one, Marcel? What's going there on was. with you two? <laughs> and it's funny because they're, well, anyway, there's probably people listening that have been married 30 years and they're still trying to figure it out. Sure. Sure. No, so true. Okay. So. You talk a lot about your message is love. I mean, you have a podcast called the Love in Action Podcast. A huge part of servant leadership is learning how to love and love people well. But love to many people, it's too, I don't know, wishy-gushy. I don't, we're talking about the workplace here, Marcel. I don't want to talk about love. What would you say to leaders that, I don't know if I want to enter into that space of love. Yeah. I, I was always taught, I, I always saw a model that leaders should be strong. Forget that. Love stuff. Be strong and lead from the front and everything. What would you say as it relates to love and servant leadership to those leaders that may not be as accustomed to even using that word? Yeah, yeah. And full credit where credit is due. Ken Blanchard came on the show and I asked him point blank, uh, you know, about servant leadership and and he goes, servant leadership is love and action. When Ken came on the show, the show was not called Love and Action. I had I had another name that I even forgot uh, already. But so I, you know, light bulb light bulb went on, ding, and so I decided to rename and rebrand the show and call it Love and Action, which it really is informed by servant leadership. Um, and so, yeah, you're right, Rob. The word love is in the is the the, the it's a you know people think that it doesn't belong in the business lexicon, right? Love, come on. What, what does that have to do with results and driving for success and meeting uh, stakeholder expectations and bottom line results, all of those things. Well, what's happening is that uh, people in, well, in this day and age, I think that, I think that the tide is turning. Whereas we came from 10, 15, 20 years ago, a top down, more of a top, a top down, um, command and control style of, of, of leading and, and, and operating as a business um, with these newer generations, right? So you got younger millennials and now they're passing the baton or the torch to generation, um, generation Z, right? It's mm. uh, the, 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 the new 20 somethings that are just coming out of college. Now they have different expectations for how work should be and well just different expectations for how they want to experience work right sure. and so a lot of it is is now a lot of leaders are catching on to the idea that we have to look at to humanize the workplace and uh and so it's funny because now you start to connect the dots to servant leadership and how how especially after COVID hit last year march 20 2020 um there was a complete 
shift in how leaders all of a sudden started to think more about the workers and 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 you know checking in with them and asking them things like how are you doing and what do you need and uh and, you know the mental health aspect and the and employee well-being all of a sudden went up to the top floated oh, yeah. to the top where whereas before you know people weren't even it wasn't even on leaders radar screen right so now it's there's this big focus on giving employees flexibility and making sure that they have what they need uh or what they need to to you know just just um operate you know perform on all cylinders basically you know so mm -hmm. much of that has to do with how they feel at work their their mental state their emotional state um and there's a lot of aspects of love when you like start to dig under the hood or you know look under the hood uh people are now starting to understand that when you can you can call it care if you want there's you know bob chapman doesn't call it love right he's 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 the ceo of a two billion dollar organization barry laymiller he calls it care so whatever you want to label it i just labeled it love in the and i mentioned earlier in the agape love sense which is sort of an unconditional it's not nothing romantic nothing fuzzy and no not even familial love like the kind of love that you have for your spouse or your child agape love says that i'm here to basically meet your needs and remove obstacles from your path so that you can succeed and help empower you yeah. and making sure that you are running on all cylinders because in business that's what's going to take for you to motivate and inspire people to do good work right and so now we've we've I, I am seeing more and more that we are inverting the pyramid from a top-down command and control to more of a bottom-up approach of empowering people. And uh, and I hope that it sticks, right? Because the shift happened uh, when people started to suffer in the workplace and, you know, with pandemic. I mean, my goodness, all of a sudden, it's like we're working from home and we're putting in 20 hours and the kids are home and the dogs are barking. And it's like if things were in a state of flux and chaos, Mm -hmm. And leaders stepped up. If you remember, call you know, if you call yourself a leader, uh, the ones that are that, that are servant leaders really stepped up yeah. to uh, to make sure that the employees were taken care of. Now, some have reverted back. You know, as they have gone back to the office or or hybrid environments, they've reverted back to their old ways of being. Uh, but those that hopefully hopefully there's a lesson here that uh, uh, because of the pandemic. Um, minds have shifted around leadership. And, th and that is that if you take care of the people first, they will take care of the business. And that's really good for, for business outcomes, for profit. Could not agree more. Your message of servant leadership, leading from the core, <clears throat> this heart of love, care for team members, for people within your sphere of influence, starting in the home and working itself out. Marcel has never been more timely. People have never been that much more receptive than they are right now. So I just say thank you for who you are. Thank you so much for uh, what you bring to the table right now in this day and age. Uh, you're made, I really believe this, you're made for such a time as this. And your voice is getting louder. You're having more impact, more influence. If people are listening to you, I know they're picking up on so many different things. But perhaps... You've forgotten uh, some things that Marcel said earlier because you're so caught up in the moment right now. It's more caught than taught. Marcel teaches so much 
right? There's so many practical things as it relates to servant leadership, leadership in general. And certainly you have picked up through this conversation and you can certainly pick up as you read uh, his articles that he puts out on a very consistent basis. But what supersedes all of that, in my opinion, is that Marcel burns with a fire of passion and enthusiasm for people and for life. And those that hear, those that watch, those that experience Mar you, Marcel, can't help but catch on fire. So mm -hmm. thank you for who you are. If people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Uh, they can go to just marcelschwantes.com. Uh, if you type into Google Marcel Schwantes, uh, you'll find me on Inc. And uh, LinkedIn's a great place as well. Great. Hey, any new project before I, I we let you go here? Any new projects you're you're working on, or any interesting things that you want to get out there? At least wet our appetite here a little bit. Please. Well, I appreciate you asking. the The biggest one right now is because servant leadership. Uh, some of the concepts of servant leadership uh, are not common practice. It's common sense. You would think, yeah, leaders should be doing this. It's common sense, but it's really not common practice. So I have taken everything that I have taught and written about and uh, and created an online course called From Boss to Leader. And you can find that on my, web, on my website. Great. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you. You're such a gift to me, to the world. And I look forward to continue to learn from you as I, I, I oftentimes do. But thanks for being a friend too and always being in my corner with all the things I have going on. And uh, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, feeling is quite mutual, Rob. Thank you. You bet. Well, listen, I want to say thank you to each and all that have listened today, have tuned in. As I said earlier, you could be at any place at any time, but you've chosen in the here and now uh, to say yes to Inside Out Leadership and our special guest, Marcel Schwantes. So um, I also want to give a special thanks to Auto Conversion. Auto Conversion is has uh, been a special friend, also been in my corner since 2017. If you are a content producer looking to have, maintain, mature your own PR and media strategy, auto conversion can help you in the same way they've helped me. You just go to autoconversion.net and see how you can become a premium member today. Until next time, my name's Rob Holman from Marcel Suentes. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. This is Autoburst Media.